Hey everybody, welcome to Talkin' Stock. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Talkin' Stock. I'm Kyle, I'm here with my co-host. Trey. And uh, we're going to kind of break it down here. Uh, me and Trey are good friends. Um, you know, we've kind of really been bonding over the NASCAR thing for a little while now. Decided to start this podcast. And we've booked ourselves as a uh, fan podcast for fans. So I figure the best way to kind of start this off in our first episode is to identify who we're rooting for with week in and week out and what we are doing. Uh, while we're watching the race, why we're watching these guys and why we've been enjoying them for a long time and kind of how we got into the sport, kind of set that background. So you guys have an understanding of who we are and uh, you can kind of enjoy the season along with us as you tune in. So as for me, I got into NASCAR because of my uncle. He was a Dale Earnhardt fan. Uh, my dad was a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan. He got into the sport uh, around 2000. Uh, as for me, I can kind of start to remember around 2004, 2005, I had some Home Depot workbench toys so when i can remember watching the race the first thing i identified with was that bright orange number 20 so i was a tony stewart guy for a long time joe gibbs fan uh there actually was the joe gibbs car that came uh to a local place a local home depot by us and while that car was there they were handing out hero cards for not only the two two-time cup champion at the time but denny hamlin so nowadays i root for denny i root for the 11 team uh that's that's kind of where i'm at right now i enjoy rooting for denny um, I know Trey's got a little bit longer of a history with uh, with NASCAR, uh, you know, deep family ties with it. And uh, Trey, if you want to take care of that. Yeah. So my family has been into NASCAR, into racing since grandfather got into uh, auto works and and being a mechanic and following NASCAR. And then that led to my dad becoming a huge NASCAR fan. Uh, big Petty family, uh, everybody from Richard Petty down to Kyle Petty and then Tragically, Adam Petty, uh, my dad started rooting for him uh, before he had passed away. So that that love for the sport just got passed down to me. Uh, early 2000s when I got into it, Bobby Labonte was the guy. Uh, and that that love for the 18 just kind of transitioned into the love for Kyle Busch. Uh, so definitely a huge Kyle Busch fan now. Uh, disappointed from the move from the Gibbs team because was also a big uh, Gibbs guy, but the allegiance is now with the eight and uh, with Richard Childress racing. Uh, so looking forward to some, some good years with uh, RCR and bringing the eight back to fame. Well, it's definitely certain, uh, certainly starting that way uh, right now, two wins already this season in the number eight. Now for me, my first race was in 2011. I, I went to Michigan international speedway. Uh, as for you, Trey, you, since your family's been into it longer, when was the first time you went to a race? Yeah, I'm going to say probably 2004 or 2005 going to some, some Bush series races down in Charlotte, uh, in Daytona, my family would be in both, uh, both cities for, for the big races throughout the year. Uh, pop race, I'm going to say probably 2006 or 2007 in Charlotte, uh, for the Coke 600. Uh, that's, I mean, that's coming up this week on top of all of that. So that's, that's pretty good timing. We'll have to touch on that again later. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of old tracks, I think it's a great time to jump right into North Wilkesboro, which is back on the schedule this year as the all-star race. Uh, I certainly enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what everyone else is feeling that's listening enjoyed it. I saw some very mixed feedback. I'm pretty sure Gluck's poll was more or less split right down the middle on what was a good race. 
Uh, in my personal opinion, I think it's exactly what Larson said. I think it was just a it was just a whooping. That's just how it was. Sometimes that happens in NASCAR. Sometimes there's strategy calls, late race cautions that change the race, and then sometimes you get what happened in the main event uh, on Sunday, which was just just a whooping. And, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was great to see everybody back in North Wilkesboro. Certainly, I was not alive, and you were not alive the last time they were there at North Wilkesboro. So, so there was some nostalgia that you had to appreciate from learning about the track rather than remembering, which is something that I enjoy. And I think a lot of NASCAR fans enjoy as well. So it was great to see the All-Star race back there. Um, but not surprising to see the five car win. Um, very, very talented team this year. They're on fire. Um, and yeah. I, I think that would probably lead to a point that is this 2021 all over again for Kyle Larson? I think it is. I mean, that is what four or five wins in the past week between the truck series race on Saturday night the Cup All-Star Race Sunday night, last weekend winning the Xfinity race. I know he had at least one sprint sprint car race in there. Uh, so he is just dominating right now. And that's what happens when uh, one of the best, if not the best, uh, motorsport athlete uh, hits his groove at the right time. And so I think we're going to see a lot of winning uh, from that five team throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, there, there's absolutely no doubt of that. Um, with Kyle, man, he's just jumping into anything being successful. I think that the truck race benefited him getting a little more track time, especially on slicks um, rather than the, the, the weather tires that the other guys were on. I do think in a biased way that impacted our 11 team from what it sounds like on some post race feedback, they did not particularly care for being on the weather tires, but with Kyle Larson, man, he's just, he's just killing it right now. I enjoy watching him win and you figure there's a couple wins that are left out there on the table. Obviously he's been chastained a few times as he likes to point out. But, and, you know, I'm just going to call it a rub. There was just a rub in Kansas, but that was certainly some great driving from Kyle those last 30 laps as well as Denny. But that was arguably another win that ended up being a second place finish. Yeah. I mean, it's just a dominating last couple of weeks. And like you said, getting chastained every once in a while, but happy to report that this weekend chastain stayed out of the news. Uh, Wasn't good at all, all weekend, really. Rode around the back of the pack, didn't didn't make any moves, didn't get aggressive. But I think in the open race, we saw uh, a little Chastain come out in another driver and Michael McDowell uh, blocking the Gibbs car there uh, after what he thought was a, an egregious move get by uh, Ty earlier in the race. So Kyle, a little interested to hear your thoughts on that one. Um, well, I, I have to give a lot of respect to Michael. He, he really didn't... Uh... He didn't, I think, act on as much as he could have, and especially, and maybe he just couldn't get to him. But the second time around, there wasn't too much of a fight. I think he showed his displeasure. I think he handled the post-race comments very well, um, where he said, you know, that's short track racing to an extent, which is naturally physical and surprising. We didn't hear anything from our buddy Ross, um, who is just, I think, entertaining, but, man, he gets to me. But You know, um, <laughs> I, I think Ross has to take on that villain role. I think if he just embraced being the bad guy in the sport, which we've always had the bad guy, I think with Kyle Busch moving over to RCR, the the boos have uh, transitioned to cheers. So he's no longer the big bad guy on campus. And I think uh, there's a, a villain role for, to be filled there by Chastain. So I'd be interested to see him do that. From what I heard, he's too nice of a guy to do it, but he needs to embrace it. Well, the biggest thing I think for NASCAR with Ross is, is just – Continue like everybody talks about like I think even Junior mentioned that like this could be like the making of the next Dale Earnhardt. 
I have not seen the on-track success from Ross to put him in that category, but I get his point, and that is guys that are running up front every week that have personality. It's a reason I don't understand why people don't particularly care for Hamlin that much is because Denny obviously voices his opinion a ton. Um, I guess if you dump somebody in 2017, you never get over that. Um, <laughs> but I guess that's that's what it is. But I, I, I'd i like to see our drivers on things like Pat McAfee with like, that Ross was on. And that's so big because I think NASCAR is so entertaining and so awesome. And people can really learn to appreciate if they can re, you know, kind of relate to the drivers a lot instead of I hate it for my guys, stare face. I have to thank my team, my sponsors, stare face, you know, like that, yeah. that can be rough. That can be rough to people be like, right, I don't really care what this guy's doing, but I think that there's potential there with Chastain to, uh, to really, uh, you know, kind of transcend things because people enjoy that physical aspect that he brings. And it's really not even that he deliberately dumps people. He's just going really, really hard all the time. Uh, and then I think sometimes makes mistakes um, that yeah. get blamed as deliberate. Absolutely. I think uh, you bring up the point of uh, personality. You know, we've seen uh, the F1 Drive to Survive series really boost popularity throughout the United States uh, in F1. That's because you get to see the personality. You get to see the ins and outs. I think if uh, if the NASCAR guys start showing that and embracing who they are a little bit more, I think that that'd be fun. And I think, you know, you you talk about stare at, stare at the camera after the interview. And, you know, just say, like, thank my sponsors, like, thank the team, and that's it. Guys that we haven't seen do that, Kyle Bush. I think that he has always voiced his opinion and come with mixed uh, reviews, but it, it energizes the crowd every time. So I think if we see a lot more out of that from guys that are running at the front of the field, it would be be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it definitely adds to the race. And, and NASCAR, I feel like, is always looking for how that they can expand and and get their drivers acknowledged and, and get a good crowd at every racetrack. But a crowd that doesn't need to be coaxed into coming back was certainly at North Wilkesboro. Um, yeah. Where do you kind of see that track going? Um, for me, I want to see it on the cup schedule just because I'm a short track guy. Really enjoyed going to the short track race this year in Martinsville, even though it wasn't the best race uh, I've ever seen. It's just, it's so awesome to watch the strategy, the physicality and we have such a diverse schedule. Um, I would rather see a, a road course or two less in a, in a Wilkesboro or there's, there's even talk of Rockingham, even though North Wilkesboro would be like the likely ad. Yeah. Um, I would like to see the more short track back on the schedule. Yeah. I think bringing it back. I mean, I definitely want to see it as the all-star race moving forward. If we're not going to make it a, a points race uh, and remove something else along the schedule, uh, I think logistically that might be tough to do, but keeping it at the all-star race would be awesome to see. I mean, that place was was packed. Uh, the fans were energized. And as you noted, I don't think everybody thought it was a great race, but I think it was some some true uh, short track racing. There was the bump and the bruising, but uh, nobody really taking each other out of contention. Uh, so I, I think that I think the uh, North Works, Wilkesboro is here to stay. Well, I'd certainly hope so. And I think that uh, an event, if you were thinking about keeping as the all-star race or adding some sort of novelty to the racetrack, because you say it just needs too much or it's not big enough, the accommodations aren't there to make it a points race. Um, I think something that would be good for Wilkesboro is rejuvenating throwback weekend, which I think is yep. a lot of people feel like that's kind of run its course. I think if you put it at Wilkesboro, say this is going to be, you know, the golden age of NASCAR, 80s through 96, that's your box. Find me a scheme and put that out there because 
I mean, and obviously with that too, you run the issues with the sponsors, not particularly wanting to change their logo or colors and whatnot. But um, I think if you put some, uh, like a little bit of direction where these teams should go, because you're getting late models, you're getting modified. So I think that's cool. Nobody knows what it is. And on top of it, like when you're on the track, you're watching, you're like, who is, who is who? So um, I like a little bit of the identity. I think putting it in a box of 80 to 96 would really be helpful as well. And I think it would add a little bit to North Wilkesboro and puts a little more emphasis on Darlington, which I deserve, I think deserves um, two races that are about Darlington and maybe not the throwback weekend. Yeah. We talk a lot Kyle, about how NASCAR is full of nostalgia and uh, bringing the, the throwback weekend to a place like North Wilkesboro that has so much history from this, the dawn of NASCAR uh, I think would be a huge uh, event, not just for NASCAR itself, but for the town of North Wilkesboro that uh, I know has been hurting since they lost the the race back in the 90s. Uh, so bringing something back every year and really drawing the crowd to it, I think would be huge. Yeah. And and I think nostalgia, like just like you touched on, that matters to NASCAR fans. It matters to me. There's so much rich history that you can dig into. Uh, really People think that, the, that maybe like the last 10 years have really been a downfall in NASCAR, but you can really dig in and even appreciate things that happened just 10 years ago, like how crazy Stewart's uh, cup run in, in 2011 was. Yep. Um, there's just things that always are happening in the sport that don't get appreciated in their time, Wilkesboro being one of them as it comes off the schedule. Um, but I think history and repetition and, and acknowledging the last 75 years, and it's a shame that it took a year like this to really, I think, reflect on it more than it has usually been. Um, but going out, um, and you hate to be corny like the I am NASCAR ads where it's like family and, and everything like that. Um, but it's nonetheless the truth. We both mentioned um, why we enjoyed the sport, how we got into the sport has exactly something to do with our family members, going out to the track and enjoying yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing that I enjoy about NASCAR. I love sitting down, uh, enjoying the race with my family on Sunday, taking it in appreciating some good weather, watching on the porch, hopefully. And uh, that's always great for me. Uh, and, and I know you had mentioned earlier that the Coke 600 has been a race that you've traditionally done with your family. Um, what's kind of the atmosphere down there like that for this Memorial Day weekend? They call it the most patriotic weekend in NASCAR, which is always exciting. Uh, it looks like a great time. What's kind of going on down there in Charlotte? It's an awesome weekend. I mean, that's the only, only way to describe it. And I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I remember as a kid going up to the haulers on Friday, Saturday, and even pre-race Sunday and looking around and just all the people walking around, um, you know, you got your military men and women walking around and the event does a great job celebrating them um, and honoring those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Um, but man, NASCAR fans are the best. I remember growing up uh, at, at Charlotte um, and we'd have our trailers parked either in a circle or right next to each other. And it was, you know, people we knew from home and it would people we met down in Charlotte and the nicest group of people you'll ever meet. Whatever you need, if they had it, they'd give it to you. Always willing to talk, always uh, willing to just say hello and brighten your day in the morning, uh, no matter who you rooted for. So, yeah, the, the atmosphere there. Doesn't get better. Doesn't Definitely get better. something that's on the bucket list for me. I, I got to say, I, I really do want to get down there and, and see the 600. Um, a grueling race, a race that requires some savvy veterans that usually seem to make it to the end. Every once in a while, there's a surprise winner. 
but it really, it's a crown jewel race. I love watching it every year. Um, very excited for this weekend. It, it, to me, it's as much of a part of the Memorial Day as anything else I do on the holiday. Um, it's a tradition for me to watch that, and I really do enjoy it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, with uh, with the Hendrick cars looking sharp, uh, is it a non-Hendrick car that wins this weekend, or do you have uh, any preview on the race? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the four. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick this weekend in his last Coke 600 as a full-time driver. Uh, I think that he's been running well. The Stuart Haas team hasn't been hasn't been up to their best this year, but I think that, that Kevin brings it home. Oh, I think that's a good pick. I think that this is a, a race that will really benefit the veterans as it usually does. Uh, and Harvick just seems to know how to get to the end of these things. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go with a first-year Coca-Cola racing driver, and that is the number nine Napa with Chase Elliott driving it. I think that he gets himself into the playoffs guaranteed with a win this week. Um, the Hendrick cars look good. Elliott's been good at times when he comes back, but I just have a feeling that this is going to be his week. Uh, I don't have really anything other than my gut to back that up, but I like Elliott this week. And I think that, uh, you know, you can never go wrong picking a Hendrick car. Absolutely. You mentioned there, you know, it's typically a savvy race. It's one that the veterans usually take home, but anyone that maybe doesn't fit that mold that you see taking home the, the race this weekend. Uh, well, is, if we're looking at checkered flag uh, contenders that are not maybe on everybody's radar that could potentially get this one, um, he's not a super long shot, but he's run well this year, and he's not won with his new team, and that's the six of Brad Keselowski. Um, good season for him. Um, so far, they're running, I believe, eighth in points. Um, Brad is currently plus 4,000, I think. Um, so I think he's a good value pick. He's not you know, going to be crazy odds, but I like Brad this week. Uh, he's won there a couple times, I think, uh, at least once I can remember in 2020. So, um, I like the six that team's been doing good things. They've been seeming to hang around and that's something that wouldn't surprise me with this race is just like last year when Hamlin won, it's a late race restart. And then it's kind of anybody's ball game. So uh, I'm picking, uh, if I'm going to go on the long ends of the spectrum, definitely Brad Kozlowski. Yeah. And I'm going to follow up my uh, previous uh, Stuart Haas pick and go with my long shot is Chase Briscoe, a guy that finished fourth last year at this race, a guy that's been up and down all year. You know, we mentioned Stuart Haas hasn't hasn't been great, uh, but I think if uh, if Kevin Harvick doesn't break out of his uh, little slump to start the year, then it's going to be Chase Briscoe taking it home as a long shot. Now, I, I like that. I think these guys are long shots by all means they have not won this year but is there a couple guys that are on your radar that probably aren't going to win but if you think that anybody can pull it out who can it be really deep on the odds because i'm thinking thinking it's a guy that might have won there a few times yeah a, a guy that ruined my life when he uh bumped bobby the bonte out of the win uh, i believe in 2006 there uh jimmy johnson definitely a guy that you know not running a ton this year but i think that he could surprise a lot of people and bring one home for that legacy motor club this weekend. Well, they've definitely seen the petty cars have seen um, a little bit of a step back from last year. Obviously they won at Darlington with Eric Jones uh, and Jimmy's not running all the time, but you know what? He's got a lot of laps around that racetrack generally from the lead and he knows how to get to the lead there. It's plus 15,000. So, I mean, there's worse bets out there. I, I really do believe that, especially if you can just survive it, get to the end. It's almost a little, it's so grueling through the 600 miles. You almost can get a late restart and it'd be like Daytona or Talladega where you just, if you just made it that far, you're in it. 
And if they can do that, you know, you never know with Jimmy. He's still got it, I'm sure, a little bit, even though he's really old. But yeah, yeah he definitely he knows what it takes to get there. Um, so maybe not a winner, but guys that may, might t- finish in the top five. You, you got any insight there, Kyle? Um, well, I think what we want to try and do and keep track on the show is, um, you know, pick a couple guys each week that we think can be put in the top five. And for me, I'm going to stick with Elliot because I think he's going to win. I'm going to stick with another Hendrick Carmen to go with the five because they're running really well week in and week out. And not because I'm a homer because he won last year. And because I said, it's a veteran savvy race. I think Hamlin does have a top five finish. So that's the three, the five, but outside of that, um, generally the track house cars have been pretty fast and Harvick and Chastain, I think could, uh, could also be contenders for that spot. Absolutely. Never, never wrong to pick the the points leader finish in the top five there with Chastain. But if I had to pick three guys in the top five, obviously got to stick with the five of Kyle Larson. He, uh, just been dominant as we discussed earlier. Uh, then Harvick as my winner, who'll be in the top five there. And then Tyler Reddick in that 2311-45 car there. I think uh, he's been running well, has shown good speed throughout the year. Um, and he, he has some experience at the track. So Yeah, I definitely like I like the Reddick pick. He's doing really well for a guy in a new spot, Yep. Um, which kind of leads me to, to what I think a headline that we missed here uh, is the coming of coming back of, of – uh, Alex Bowman and what has Josh Berry done to maybe warn a cup ride next year and be a new face in a new place next year. Um, what do you think on that? He has definitely put himself at the top of the uh, list of free agents for next year. I think, you know, might seem in that four for Stuart Haas next year, uh, potentially some other rides that get shifted around, but I think everybody's going to throw Josh Berry an offer after what we saw him do both in the nine and in the 48 this year. Well, I think he's done more than uh, more than enough to warrant a chance in the Cup uh, Cup Series for sure. Um, whether he's got the funding that he'll need has is, is been an issue at even JRM. Um, but going forward, I'm sure that that wouldn't be too much of an issue. But, you know, where's the ride? Uh, I know that he's driven some equipment sponsored by Bass Pro. There's obviously been a lot of speculation of when Martin Truex Jr. will retire. Um, that's really been the most uh, successful Um a Bass Pro car. Uh, no, no, no shade thrown Austin Dillon. I do like Austin, but he's not MTJ. Um, yeah. And he could go at any point. That could also be a seat that, you know, I, I don't know who goes into it. Maybe Anima check. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but that would also be sponsorship money that would be freed up for him. Um, I don't know how that works. Obviously, jumping over to Ford with Stuart Haas would be different than the Chevys he's been driving with Hendrick and Junior. Um, but I definitely think he's a guy. I really like him. I like his up uh, his up and coming story. I like the way he came up on on the short tracks. I think he's done a good job this year, and I'd like to see him in the Cup Series for sure. Yeah, and I, I don't have too much of a doubt that he'll he'll have a full time ride next year, uh, which I definitely look forward to seeing him getting the experience because obviously you know it takes time. We've seen that with a lot of guys coming up, and it seems like for him, he's been running exactly where he needs to, keeping those teams uh, competitive throughout the weeks he's been in there. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Love to see it in the future. I'd love to see how this race week turns out. I'm super excited for the 600. I'm super excited for everybody that tuned in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our first show. I hope you enjoyed getting to know us. Definitely check us out on Twitter at talking stock pod. Um, so that's with an N no G just talking stock pod. Um, and also if you want to get involved in the conversation, we'd love to talk about you guys. 
how you came into the sport, just like we have, what you think about the race. Use hashtag talking stock and tag us in it. We'll try and talk about as much as we can on the upcoming shows. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Enjoy the race weekend.